Welcome to another faith-building message from Samuel Pada, pastor of the King's Temple in Hyderabad, India. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Let's go to the subject which we've been dealing with. We just started last week on the subject called At the Top. And uh, you can look at that. It says, At the Top, God that elevates. The point I'm trying to make is this. God wants all His children to be elevated in life. No matter where you are today is not your destiny. Every one of us, the Bible says, the plans that God has for us are for good and not for evil. And in endeavoring to teach you on this subject, I'm trying to impress upon your hearts that Wherever you're today is not where God wants you to stop, but God wants to take you higher. Because when we go higher, our impact increases, our influence increases, and our fruit increases. And the Bible says that the Father is glorified when we bear much fruit. Hallelujah. So God wants every child of God to bear a lot of fruit. He wants our lives to be fruitful. Say amen. (laughs) Now, you have to listen to me very carefully because there are quite a number of people that are kind of dejected in life, resigned in life. They think they've arrived. They think this is it. There's nothing more that they can do and nothing more that will happen in life. Well, I think I'll plateau over here. I mean, look at my age. Look at my qualification. Look at what has happened. I don't know anybody. I don't have influence. I don't have money. And you focus on all the things you don't have to disqualify you from elevation and for promotion and to reach the top. Wait a minute. Tell your mind to take the back seat and listen to the word of God and listen to it keenly because this word has to change your perspective and build faith in you to believe that something amazing is still awaiting for you in God. Hallelujah. It is your faith in his word that gives you the the, the, the desire and also the, the, the energy and, uh, the, and the drive to go after what God has placed for you and God has reserved for you. So don't say, I'm too old, I'm too weak, I'm too sick, I've retired, I, I, I can't do it. Look at all the responsibilities, look at all the stress I have in life. That's why I'm saying, just wait a minute. Don't let that shut you down and shut your ears from hearing what God has to say. Because I want to make sure you understand where you are today is not the final destiny. Where you are today is only the beginning or, or the starting point. And God has a plan to take you to higher heights in Him and to make you even more prosperous in life. Say Amen. Hallelujah. Say Amen. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. So we started talking about this, and, uh, and I want to draw your attention to, once again, I, I mean, I don't know if I will really cover much today, uh, but I have to go back to some of the references I used last time, and I want to build on that. Uh, if I have enough time, which I doubt I will, uh, I, I'll take you into it, to the newer section of this. But let's go to Psalm 113, please. Psalm 113, and reading from verse 7, okay? Verse 7. He lifts the poor from the dust. This is my God. Hallelujah. 
I said, this is my God. Hallelujah. Are you poor? Are you poor in spirit? Are you poor in relationships? Are you poor financially? Are you poor in whatever way, in whatever area of your life? God says he will lift the poor from the dust. God will lift you. Not your influence, not your money, not your relatives, not the political influence you might have, or the officers you know, not them. God will do it. Say amen. So I want you to see this because if you don't have hope, faith has no sense of direction. So first of all, I want to build hope in your heart to make sure you understand God wants this. Now, this is not something that man is saying. This is what God is saying. So wherever you are in life right now, whatever your experiences in life is, listen, he says, if you're poor, he will lift you up. And then he says this, and the needy from the garbage dump, ooh, hallelujah. Do you feel like you're in the deep dumps? Do you feel like nobody even thinks about you? Yo, and they give the impression that you're worthless, that you're good for nothing, like your experience is like, man, it doesn't make any difference. I'm, you know, it's all over. I mean, there's nothing I can do. This is it. But look at this. My God is looking for you. Why? He, he, will, the, he, the, he, will, he will lift the poor from the dust and the needy from the garbage dump. Whether you are in the dust or whether you are in the garbage dump, he will lift you up to do what? To set you among princes. Oh, hallelujah. This is my God. To set you among people of repute. To set you among people that are respected in the society. That means what God is saying is this. Today, you may feel like you're good for nothing. Nobody thinks about you. Nobody knows your name. Nobody knows anything about you. But God is saying, I'm going to lift you up to the place where you will be recognized. We'll be looking at this, but I, I want to mention this before we get there. But do you remember what he said to Abraham? I will make your name great. I will make your name great. He took somebody from an insignificant place and he said, I'll make your name great. And even today, everybody, not only the church, not only the Jewish people, not only the Muslims, everybody knows the name of Abraham around the world. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. I said, Amen. Praise God. Look at this. This is my God. Amen. So today I want you to be encouraged. Don't let your present circumstances, don't let your past experiences tell you what your future is going to be like. If you will disconnect from the present circumstances and, and let the blood of Jesus cover your past and let the Holy Spirit frame your future, glory. The future is this. God wants to lift you up to a place of repute. That's why I said at the top. That's where God wants you. And also I said, God that elevates, not man. So it's not trying to, bribe, to get to that place through bribery. It's not, to, not trying to get to that place through influence. It's letting the Holy Spirit lift you up. Glory be to God. Nobody knew about David. He was just a young lad who was taking care of his father's sheep. 
Where? In the wilderness. You know who his companions were? Sheep and wild beasts. Most of the time he spent was in the, in the wild forest. <coughs> Nobody knew about David. But show me somebody today that does not know the name of David. Everybody knows the name of David. He has passed away. Or passed on I should say. But his name still remains on the earth. Glory be to God. We still make reference to David. God has a great plan for your life. To lift you up to a place of recognition. He said I'll set you among the princes. Amen. Praise be to God. Okay. And then he says this. He gives children, women, oh sorry. He gives the childless women a family, making her a happy mother. Ooh, hallelujah. He's addressing the issue of fruit. Are you barren? Are you being heckled? Are you being mocked? He says, I'll make you a mother. When Hannah was barren, the other wife of Elkanah was making, poking fun and heckling at her. But look what happened. I don't even remember the name of that woman. That's why I refer to her as, as Elkanah's wife, other wife. But we never forget the name of Hannah. And we never forget the name of Samuel. The other wife had many sons. Does anyone of you remember even one name? No. Maybe some Bible scholars would. And some people who, who have studied it for whatever reason. And they might remember. But I think a majority of the church does not even remember the names of those children. Or maybe some of the names are not even written in the Bible. But show me one church or a Jewish synagogue. Where they would not know the name Samuel. This woman when she came into the temple. And began to pray. Hallelujah. The priest misunderstood her. And mistook her to be drunk. But she was a woman that came to God needy. Poor. Saying Lord. Answer my cry. Give me a male child and I'll give him back to you, Lord. God said he will pick the needy. He'll pick the poor. He'll put them among princes. Hannah became the happy mother of Samuel. He said, he gives children, the childless woman, a family Making her a happy mother. Praise be to God. I said praise be to God. I don't know where you are today. But I want you to know. The plan that God has for you. Is amazing. Somebody over there might be sitting and saying. But pastor. I'm 70 years old. I'm 80 years old. What more can God have for me? I'm an. I'm at the fag end of my life. Look at this. Is there anything that God can do for me? Or do with my life? For sure. If you can believe. 
Because when God came to Abraham, you know how old he was? 75 years old. When God came to Moses to give him the assignment, you know how old he was? 80 years old. There were many young men out there. Well built, strong, active. But God didn't go to any one of them. He went to this 80 year old man. He said, you are the one. God has a plan for your life. He has a plan to promote you and elevate you. He makes the lowly to be celebrated, the barren woman to become a joyful mother, and will make your dry life into a fruitful one. Maybe you're not a barren woman, but your life seems barren. Life has become monotonous, a drudgery, it's the same thing every day, every night. There's nothing to look forward to. No. Because you've lost sight of what God has for you. Or you've never seen what God has for you. My plans for you are for good and not for evil. Say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So God will, God always has a great plan for you. His heart is always to make you better than where you are, better than what you are right now, and take you to higher places than you've ever been before. Look at this. And uh, we, we touched this too last week, but I, I, I really want to hone in and really want to, uh, uh, you know, uh, impress upon you the scriptures. Why? Because my intention is not just to give you information. My desire, my prayer is God will somehow stir your heart to have a new hope for something better in your life. I want you to not forget that God does not want to leave you where you are. He wants to pick you up and take you to the top. Say amen. He wants to make sure the reason and the purpose you were born for shall be fulfilled. You should not let go of that purpose. Remember, whenever you face challenges, it doesn't mean it's the end of the purpose, end of your destiny. No, that's a challenge because your destiny is great. The devil wants to come and distract you and tell you it's never going to happen. That's the reason why so many people commit suicide. Suicide is not the answer. Suicide does not fix the problem. You know, everybody wants to be a celebrity in the world out there. In, the, in their own talents. But that's not the answer. Recently we heard another celebrity commit suicide. A man with great talent, I'm told. I don't know. I've never seen anything that he has done, but that's what I hear. But listen, and a young man, why did he have to do, why did he have to commit suicide? He lost hope. When the devil can rob your hope, he can lead you to commit suicide or resign in life and stay where you are and just wait to die. Because you're not strong enough to take your life. No Christian is supposed to be living like that. As long as there is breath in your life, there is something more that God has for you. And something better than where you've ever been before in life. 
Hallelujah to Jesus. So don't even think about suicide. Don't think about giving up in life. Don't think that God is against you. That's a lie from the pit of hell. God is never against you. Why would he send his son to die on the cross if he was against you? And you know what he said? I, I, I want to take you there. Romans chapter 8, please. Let me see if I can find this. Romans chapter 8. Let's read from verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Whoa, what a powerful verse. Underline it in your Bible. It says, he that spared not his own son, he did not spare his son. For what? For you and I. He loved us so much that he was willing to sacrifice his only begotten son. That's how much he loves you. Don't believe the lie of the devil that he doesn't care for you. He doesn't love you. He hates you. He wants to punish you. He wants to throw you in hell. And he wants your life to be a, a, a hell right here. No, that's what the devil wants. And don't you ever believe the devil. Tell him to shut up and get out. This life belongs to Jesus. Hallelujah. He did not spare his son. All right? And then he says this, he, but delivered him up for us all. If he has given up his son for me and I, for, sorry, for me and you, how shall he not with him also, freely, also give us, freely give us all things? Praise be to God. God wants us to have the blessed life. God wants us to enjoy life in him. God wants our life to have meaning, purpose. It's not just living for yourself. It's living with a purpose. Living to fulfill the dreams that God has for you, that he wants to achieve through you. You were never made or created for yourself. You were created that God could express his love to the dying world through you. You are a vessel that carries his life and his message to the world that is hopeless around you. Come on church, understand. When you can take your eyes off yourself and begin to surrender to God and say, God, I'm available. I want your purpose for which you created me to be fulfilled through my life. Here am I, Lord. Here am I. Use me. That's when you will discover your purpose. And that's when God will begin to flow through you. And when, when he begins to flow, people around you will be blessed. And when you begin to become a blessing to others, that's when you find fulfillment in life. Say, Amen. Hallelujah. You're never really fulfilled and satisfied just because you own a large number of mansions, a lot of cars, airplanes, and all the, uh, uh, and the beautiful uh, houses on the beaches, on the mountains. That's not when you're really satisfied. After all that, you will still have a vacuum inside. I'm guaranteeing that. You read the stories of some of these rich people. They're never satisfied. Even after owning all that. You know why? Because they were not made just for that. 
We're not just made for houses and cars and airplanes and jets and beach, beach homes and all that. We were made to serve him. And as we serve him, you know what he said? All these things shall be added unto you. God will cause them to come because he wants you to enjoy life. But you need to understand you have a purpose in life. And when you begin to understand the purpose that you are made for a purpose and God has put you on the earth with a purpose in mind, then you follow that purpose. I'm telling you, my friend, you will always realize no matter what your age is, there is something better for me tomorrow. And you'll push through. You'll press through. Hallelujah. See, when hope is sucked out of you, that's when you have, you lose any desire to live anymore. But you know what hope does? The woman with the issue of blood. She had nobody to help her. Nobody to take her to Jesus. In fact, nobody could because she was an unclean person with the issue of blood. None of her own relatives could even touch her because when they touch you, they would become unclean. What could she do? But you know what hope is? Hope is something that gives you a, a desire and a knowing something good is going to happen. And the hope that she would be healed made her to now believe that it will happen. And so she began to say, all I got to do is touch his clothing. All I do is, got to do is touch his clothing. And when Jesus arrived in that city, that force of faith, that picture of hope in her mind, that she had a better tomorrow, that she was not destined to die with this sickness because although all the doctors had given up, and there was no, nobody that could help her. Nobody could do anything for her. And everybody said, case is closed. No doctor in the world can help you. That's when she heard about Jesus. And the moment she heard about Jesus, the word of God, she said, no, there is an answer. Where there is no way, God will make a way. Hallelujah to God. I'm telling, I'm talking to somebody. You're saying there is no way. I'm telling you, let your heart be fixed on Christ. Cry out to God and say, Lord, I surrender. And God will show you a way and make a way where there is no way. Don't lift your hands up and behave like an unbeliever, like the heathen, like the people that call themselves Christians but have never tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Look at all the children of Israel. They began to complain and say, oh God, why did you bring us here? Oh Moses, you're going to kill us over here. Look at that. There Pharaoh's army is behind us. Look at this. There is a sea in front of us. How is this going to happen? You just brought us to kill us, man. Moses said, wait. There is a better tomorrow for you. God didn't bring you out of Egypt to kill you. God brought you out of Egypt to put you on the top. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel for past episodes. If you've been blessed by the message today, consider rating it and even sharing it with friends. For more content from the King's Temple or to connect with us, visit kingstemple.in. Have a blessed day.